Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. This just in, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We're here with some news. My name <laughs> is Jay, joined by Troy. How are you, mate? Yes, mate. I'm good. It's really warm outside. It's fucking delightful. I'm going to go and grab a beer after we've Quite done cool, this. Yeah. Just sit in the garden. Really? Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, there's like a bit of there's a bit of a like um it's it's warm if you're in the sun but if you're not there's like a bit of a um bit of a breeze and it's quite cool so it's the breeze off the mers we, we haven't got that here mate we're landlocked it's a it's a, a yeah. nice 13 degrees here in the Costa del Ken I, I mean I'm I'm a couple of fucking miles away from the mers you like me <laughs> I think I'm gonna get too much of a blowback off that. <laughs> Um, Should we talk some news? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've just I've just seen what Big Tasty said to Aaron in the group chat and it destroyed completely right. caught me off guard. <laughs> um so yeah, um start with some WWE news. Uh, Kevin Patrick missed Raw this week. The reason behind that was because his uh, wife gave birth to a baby girl. Con- congratulations congratulations for big Kev Patrick. Yes. Great stuff. Congrats, mate. Yeah. Good oh. Uh, moving on, Fred Rosser III, a.k.a. Darren Young, uh, has revealed that WWE are making an untold documentary on the formation of the Nexus. No word on if Blurt back uh, will come out of retirement for that one. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I love good, the though. tweet. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Really, have, really have you seen the latest one they put out? Uh, the Shawn Michaels and Diesel one? Not yet. The, the two... Bad dudes, or whatever it's called. Two dudes with attitudes. That's it. Nice. Nah, yeah. He's made different time. Different time. <laughs> different time. It, it's it's very good. I watched it yesterday. Is it? Um, it is very good. Um, I've just been watching. Well, I'm only about a third of the way through it, but the Broken Skull session with Randy Orton, which is pretty that's good. So very far. good. That's very good. That at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Darren Young put a thing out on Twitter about it, saying he was wearing his a uh, his New Japan tracksuit while he was doing it. Because he feels more valued by them. It's like, yeah, mate. I, I, I think that the news that you've put out about a fucking Nexus documentary is a bit more important. Yeah. About what he or and that, or Fred. Sorry, so, <laughs> sorry, Fred. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no word if Ryback will come out of retirement after fans told him to retire. Not once, not but twice. Twice. Right. <laughs> give up. Just give up. Just give up, mate. Come on, stop killing um, yourself. Speak. Speaking of retirement, um, Daniel Bryan uh, contract re- um, expired this week. Uh, Fightful said that it um, have revealed that multiple sources in WWE confirmed that Bryan's contract did indeed expire after his match with Roman on SmackDown. Um, Meltzer added to this that WWE are desperate to re-sign Bryan and thought to be offering him big money to stop him from going to AEW. However, Brian said he wants to remain working with WWE in an unconventional way, which sounds to me like uh, what Jericho was doing when he was um, mm. like still working with WWE but doing matches in New Japan. Yeah, um, and he's got a lot uh, of leverage there. Basically, like you know, I'll, I'll stay here, but 
I'm going to need some flexibility. I mean, he's not under contract anyway, is he? So he can fucking just go and do what he wants. He, he can, can, yeah. He could have literally shown up at AW on Wednesday if he wanted to. He, has, he hasn't got a compete clause, has he? There's not a no-compete clause. No, his contract expired. Because Matt Hardy did the same thing, didn't he? His contract expired and he's shown up on AW two days later. Fucking hell. So he could actually do that. Um, mm. Meltzer also said the circumstances were peculiar and he could talk about it on a future episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, compared it to Brian Pillman's contract uh, situation with obviously where he, he convinced WCW to fire him and then shown up in ECW and then got hired by WWE. So, um, yeah, we'll see about that. Um, however, people within AEW have commented saying they think Brian will remain with WWE, although Ring of Honor have been in contact with him already. Interesting. I... So Brian's very vocal about things he wants to achieve still in wrestling. And he's yeah. very like kind of goal oriented. So like he said, he wants to do an, a hair versus hair match in CMLL, which is the oldest promotion in the world. Mm. Um, they've got ties to ring of honor in new Japan as well. Okay. Oh, well, actually no, they haven't got ties with ring of honor anymore. They've severed them recently, but they have got ties with new Japan. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's using that as a way to kind of get into New Japan. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Um, that, that being said, he's been very vocal about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, which has. would <laughs> make you think maybe he wants to show up there. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's going to do this around the Indies first and then show up there. Yeah. Either way, it's I don't think there's been this much intrigue around the wrestler being a free agent since probably Cody. Do you reckon? I can't think of anyone else. Like Cody's mm. the big where like you could argue. Do you mean, do you mean say, from WWE? Yeah, like oh, you, okay. I was gonna say you could arguably say like Bucks and Omega. Yeah, I was gonna say Omega definitely. But, but WWE, Cody. I guess. But even then it was there was the thought of oh, the probably they might go to WWE, but there was always the kind of the probably gonna like there, there was, there was like filings and all that, wasn't it? Like trademarks for yeah, AEW. So that. There, there was always either probably going to do this new company. Which, um, mm. if you haven't watched Jericho's uh, Broken Skull Sessions, that there's a little bit of light shed on that by him about the meetings he had with Tony Khan. Very interesting. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, definitely watch that. Um, yeah, I imagine over the next few weeks, even months or whatever, um. There'll be a hell of a lot more on that to talk about. So yeah. keep keep up to date. Um and we'll we'll cover that as much as we we'll, can. We'll keep our ear to the ground on that one, definitely. Indeed, yeah. Uh next up, PW Insider reporting that this year's Extreme Rules pay-per-view will take place on July the 18th. So that's pretty much a month after Money in the Bank. When is Money in the Bank again? Money in the Bank's June the 15th, I think. So near enough a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as it's not the horror show again, we're okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want another swamp fight ever. Thanks. <laughs> um, but I imagine they're probably going to do some kind of bollocks, spooky bollocks with it, aren't they? Cause... Spooky bollocks. And I, an eye for an eye too. Alistair Black Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> Alistair Black's above that now. Come on. Yeah, he's even took out that spooky fucking contact lens he had. Has he? I yeah, he doesn't have the black. Like, he doesn't have the old black contact lens anymore. Oh, okay. I thought he did. No, he's just got lovely blue eyes. Um, 
He's a lovely lad. Lovely. I love, love Alistair Black. He said thank you, you to me the other day on Instagram when I said, I really oh. like your, I said, I really like your clothes. I like your brand. I like what it stands for. I like your ethos. And he said, Thanks, Troy. I appreciate that. Friend of the podcast. podcast mate. Friend of the podcast. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> I, love, I love Tommy and um P, uh, PW Insider are reporting that RK Bro is not said to be a short term thing and that um the company plans to keep the uneasy alliance going for the foreseeable future. It's also believed they want to, they want, they also believe they will be the team to dethrone AJ and Omos. Um, they're also getting a, um, a sizable push. And um, RK Bro merchandise is set to be on the way. I called Great. that the other week. I said it won't yeah. be long before there's RK Bro shirts. <laughs> I mean, Randy seems to be having fun. It's a weird kind of juxtaposition from what he was doing like six months ago. He asked to be put into this like he asked to work with riddle apparently that that's what i mean that's why it's so like weird it's like yeah it, it, he's gone from setting a demon on fire to lighting it up blazing <laughs> blazing a, a a special cigarette with him at riddle <laughs> a jazz fag a jazz <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, smoking the devil's chive right devil blesses <laughs> devil's lettuce <laughs> moving on um uncle dave over at the wrestling observer radio was told that when wwe returns to touring by august september time this year they will never go back to the old schedule but it won't be significantly different uh they'll be on the road every weekend for a couple of shows uh wrestlevotes also added that wwe is looking to have SummerSlam be an official kickoff as a return to touring with that said uh if things work out with a certain way, uh, a certain way, the pay per view might even be um, earlier than usual this year. Uh, apparently, there are three to four locations on the table, with one having better odds than the other. Was I'm meant interested. to be in Boston last year, was it? So you'd assume Boston was like the better odds. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. who knows? I remember a few things the other week. I think there was talk of was it Phoenix, Texas, and somewhere else. Phoenix sure. Testis, Boston. Um, mm. It like wasn't saying, that, that was. It was like San Antonio. Ah, yeah, yeah. Which is about a four-hour drive from Dallas. Mm. Texas is a big fucking state, though, isn't it? Texas is a big fucking Texas state. Texas is ridiculous. With Texas. any luck, we'll be there next year for Mania. Whoop, whoop. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Um, moving on. Um. Fight for Selective. Uh, we'll talk about NXT now. Fight for Selective. Should we talk confirmed. about some NXT, Jay? Sorry, mate. Yeah. I, I <laughs> got a notification from Fight for Select then, so I need to see what that is. It's about impact, so I'll get to it in a minute. Um, well, in a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, talking about NXT. Fight for Selective confirmed that talks between people high up in WWE and MLW um, are go ongoing. Uh, the deal is thought to be similar to the NXT and Evolved Talent Exchange, where talent not necessarily being used on TV or not necessarily ready for TV would be kind of like farmed out to uh, that promotion. And then they do a bit of work. Um, yeah, so cool. if you go on like the WWE, yeah, if you go on the WWE network now, uh, there's a couple of evolved shows on there. You can see guys like um, Commander Aziz, formerly Baba Tunde, mm -hmm. uh, feuding with guys like Eddie Kingston, which is fucking mental. <laughs> uh, Angelo, 
Angel Dawkins had a feud with Eddie Kingston there as well while he was like a street prophet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's some some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, there was something that came out earlier, but it's not been confirmed yet. Where apparently the talks have have died down, like died down before Mania. Um, but they're all like kind of open to stuff. But then there's something that MLW announced this week, which we'll get to a little bit later on, okay. which might might indicate that there's more to it than meets the eye. Um, we shall see. We shall see. Um, moving on, NXT saw the full debut of a new faction led by Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, this was in the fallout uh, of his um, Force Cat Anywhere match with Leon Ruff. Uh, the other members in that faction are AJ Francis, who is the host of the WWE Most Wanted Treasures on A&E. Uh, I was also to uh, considers the host for NXT Evolve. Um, he's also, I've got down here, um, is a former NFL nose tackle, played for the Patriots, Washington, Seahawks, the Bucks, the Giants, uh, and had a couple of stints at the Dolphins. He also... Big dealer. Say again? Big dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in 2018, he also trained with Sausage Castle Wrestling, where he was known as Sugar Bear uh, and is currently uh, or is their longest reigning champion. Um, the other people in that faction are Ashanti Diodonis, uh, who we've seen use kind of sporadically on like 205 Live. Um, he used to go under his real name of Tahuti Miles. Uh, he's a, a US Army veteran former Division One football player, and also once held the MCW Rage TV Championship, which is the one that was currently, or was, I think he might have lost it, but held by Leo Rush. Um, and the other person in that faction is uh, Brianna Brandy, who I am informed um, is uh, was a hip-hop artist and once toured with Soldier Boy and Jada Kiss. Uh, she's and experienced... Ian Young Prince. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, experiencing ninjutsu and bunny ears, extreme CrossFit. Um, she previously tried out for WWE in June of 2017 and was officially signed in August of 2019. Um, she debuted at an NXT house show in December of the same year, but has yet to make her NXT TV in-ring debut. Um, she had yeah. a few like she had a few enhancement matches where she'd wrestled like as the enhancements. Yeah, uh, last year yeah. against uh, Casey Catanzaro and I think it was Caden Carter actually as well mm. under the name MJ Jenkins. That's it. Yeah, um, the faction seemed to be going under one of two names. Uh, one of them being called Just Different, or the other one Pioneer City. I'm definitely more sold on Pioneer City if it's between those two. Yeah, like Swerve. Swerve was having like Just Different as like his other nickname. Mm. It's like I'm just different, Swerve. Yeah. So, uh, or, um, yeah. Um, I'm yeah, excited I mean, for that. Swerve, the podcast Swerve does, which I'm pretty sure Brianna Brandy's like does that podcast with him. Oh, okay. Um, it's called Swerve City, so that would make a lot of sense. Makes just calling sense, it Swerve yeah. City. Yeah. But yeah, Pioneer, Pioneer, Pioneer City is quite a cool name. I like mm. that. Um, yeah, they they look awesome. Like as a faction, they look really cool. Um. And it'd be really exciting to see where they go with them. Yeah. Um, sticking with factions in NXT, NXT is working very hard to keep the identity or identities of the Diamond Mind gimmick under wraps for as long as possible. But a WWE source told Fightful Select 
they don't want fans expecting Tessa Blanchard to be the actor part or a part of it. Um, obviously, like her her logo is pretty much that diamond. Oh, really? Yeah, like her logo is literally that like that diamond, which is why people have kind of speculated it could be her. Oh, um, okay. I, I'm still like 99% sure it's Arturo Ruas in some form, yeah. whether it's a faction or whether he's like, that's like his gym, sort mm-hmm. of like fighting camp. Because um, it's, it's an MMA thing. MMA, they have fighting camps where yeah. they have different fighters tra- like training within that camp mm-hmm. for their, like, their respective fights. Um, it would make sense if like Diamond Mine was like an MMA branded yeah. fighting sort of faction. Cool. Similar to what they did in Impact with Bobby Lashley and American Top Team, where they had like got like actual UFC fighters like Colby Covington and I can't remember the other fucking guy for the life of me. Um, but either way, they had like a couple of like actual MMA guys in that yeah. faction. And it was it added an air of legitimacy to it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, should we should we have a little chat about some AW mates? Yes, pal. Sounds as you were. Oh yeah, sorry. It's me, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> uh Meltzer says that the first hour of this week's Blood and Guts episode of Dynamite was actually taped a couple of weeks ago. That's because it would take too long to set up the cage live in the middle of the episode. The actual Blood and Guts match itself was the only live match on Dynamite. Um a couple of other points to kind of add into that, I guess. They they all factor into the same bit. Um the live crowd watched the taped first hour on the Tron. Um, their real audio was being used during the TV broadcast, however, um, of that taped portion. Audience members were unhappy, though, with it being a one-match show and were offered refunds. A total of five I mean, were actually issued. What's What's crazy about that is that AW made no fucking secret about that when they announced, like, they announced that before they announced the tickets for the show. And that's what, that, sorry, the fact that it would just be that match. That it was going to be just that match, and you'd be watching the, like the, the rest of the matches on the big screen. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was a big fucking structure. That That's going to take time, because the way, the way like, um, Daly's place is, it's, they can't lower the cage, can they? So they have to build it. They have to, yeah, yeah. So it probably took them, like, a good couple of hours to build it, because mm. it was fucking gigantic um, <laughs> um, yeah there's a couple more bits on this if you want to jump on those yeah I was going to say sticking with the uh, Blood and Guts show uh, PW Insider notes that Darby Allen's plunge down the concrete stairs at Daly's place was also live um, which you could tell because you could see fans like down below yeah um, Insider was told that uh, Cody Rhodes and several talents in the Blood and Gut, uh, Guts match were busted open the hard way there was more blood than planned in the main event match, but no major injuries. Uh, did you see the picture that Sammy Callahan, not Sammy Callahan, Sammy Guevara put out with the his stitches arm. in his yeah. arm? Oh, oh Lord. God. Yeah. I've seen yeah. various stills from it uh, and it looked pretty gruesome. Um, Have you not watched the match yet? I'm, I'm getting around to it. I've just been dipping out in yeah. and out, like at work watching it. I was going to say, I knew you were watching it like the show last, last night. Yeah, um, no, I, I went yeah, to that, football and then didn't get a chance to catch up, but I might watch the rest later. Do it. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Um, Dar- Darby's um, plunge as well. Like, if you haven't seen that, is horrible. 
Like, yeah. why would you agree to do that? Lunatic. Well, the, the thing is, I, I've seen it. Is that, is that where he gets launched down the stairs? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that. And then I was like, hang on. This kid used to be a skateboarder. Like, he takes bumps like that every oh, yeah, single like, day, but like being a skateboarder. He does. And it being does, a like, skateboarder, you kind of. Style stuff. Yeah. And you, you know how to take a fall like that as a skateboarder down steps because you do. You, you know, do it. Skateboarder. Lot. Like, it still doesn't make it nice to do. But yeah. if anyone's going to kind of do that, if anyone's going to launch themselves down a set of steps, you'd give it to the guy that's a skateboarder that's probably done it a thousand times before. Yeah, he, d- yeah. he did sweep out that he messed up his shoulder, but he should be all right to compete. Yeah. Um, like, he shouldn't be missing any time in the ring until next week when Miro does an actual murder on him. Um, <laughs> actual live murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you want me to do this next one as well? Or do you yeah, want me? Yeah, yeah. So uh, also on the Wrestling Observer Live, uh, Brian Alvarez claimed there was no crash pad used for Chris Jericho's fall off the cage at Blood and Guts. He said it was just a bunch of cardboard boxes that were underneath like the wooden panel that he went through to break his fall. Which I've not seen that yet, but again, I've I've heard that he went it, through something. It, it's one of them. So everyone's complaining like, oh, I can't believe Chris Jericho didn't get thrown off that cage onto actual metal. Like, Are you fucking mental? He's 50 years old. He got thrown off a fucking cage. It like, doesn't matter what he landed on. It's still going to hurt. It's, yeah. still, it's still a big fucking bump to take regardless of what he's dropped on. Yeah. Like, exactly. I don't see anyone else in that match taking that bump. It was, the, the, the issue The issue was they put like, sort of like lino over it, which looked like it was like diamond plated metal. Right. As soon as he landed through it, you could see clear as day it was wood and cardboard. Yeah. Um, but also the main issue with it, I thought, it wasn't anything to do with what he actually fell on. It was just the angle it was shot at. Cause, oh, really? Yeah, because you could, like, from the angle it was shot at, you could see pretty much what it was gimmicked with. Right. Whereas if the, the second shot they shown of it was much, where it was like a wider shot, was much better. Right, right. Because it looked like it was very impressive. Either doesn't way. give away the details too much. Yeah, either way, a guy his age doing that's fucking mental. Exactly, and that's the thing. I like, I think people people complaining about it are just fucking stupid. Um, yeah. If you complained about that, Aaron, then get fucked. I, Aaron didn't actually complain about it. He, oh, more, did he not? Well, no, me and Aaron had the same sort of viewpoint on it where I didn't like the way it was shot, but I thought it looked good. Yeah. But then Aaron was like, I, that. He, Aaron's point, which I then agreed with, was they shouldn't have put like the fake metal plating on top because it just made it look hokey. Right, right, right. Where they they could have quite easily made it look like it was just wood painted black. Yeah. Because it's like a, it's like a stage riser, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they could have made it look like just it was like a black wooden box. Mm, which is still like fuck. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, not trying to disguise it as something else. Not trying to disguise it as being metal when it's yeah. clearly wood. And you can yeah, see that's it's fair. Wood. That's fair. Which I, I got his point of view on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shayna Baszler has been trolling the shit out of people. About I this have seen. As well. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's <laughs> Shayna Baszler remains to be the one person I want to be friends with in WWE right now, like more than anyone. Because she <laughs> yeah. just seems to have my my personality exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we like Shayna. Um, yeah. Just get her away from Nia. Uh, moving on. Um, while rumours got around, uh, I think we even mentioned this last week on the news, that Tessa Blanchard mm. was on the verge of signing with AEW. I think it was her and her husband, apparently, supposedly were in talks 
PW Insider says that that is not the case. And not only that, but zero conversations between the two sides have taken place. It, it seems yeah. to have been for at least the last year, Tessa Blanchard's name thrown about everywhere. And well, apparently she's the, talking with these people and those people. And she's rumored. The here, thing is, is that Tessa Blanchard is a very, very good wrestler. Mm. The Blanchard is a very talented wrestler. And she's like, she's got all the potential in the world to be like the same level at like Charlotte Flair is now. Mm. If she but, didn't have that personality. Yeah. It, if she was just like that, like, her wrestling skills, she'd be fine, but she's, she's got a, a lightning lot of, rod for controversy. She's got a lot of baggage, and obviously, like she said, she's sorry for all that, and she's trying to like kind of show that she's grown as a person. And mm. I, I think, I think if she genuinely has, she deserves a second chance. But at the same time, like she's pissed off a lot of people. So yeah, yeah. There's there's always that kind of that sort of like dark cloud over, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ju- just to add to this, there's a there's another news story of similar similar ilk. Um, confirmed whore that they, dear old Davy Meltzer has squashed rumours of Tessa Blanchard being in talks with AW. However, he said he was unsure if there was any truth that her husband Daga was in talks with him as well. Oh. Um, Daga, very good, like Daga. He's a Lucha, Lucha Underground alumni. Um, I mean, everyone seems to be a Lucha Underground alumni, actually. <laughs> well, everyone is a fuck. Like, everyone who's, like, coming to prominence now got the big break in Lucha Underground, that's why. Awesome. That's why, that's why Lucha Underground is held in such high regard. <laughs> um, moving on, Fightful Selector reporting that Kit Sabian was written off TV uh, in the end of April to undergo surgery for a legitimate injury. Um, yeah. What happened with him? I didn't see that. So, um, they wrote him off TV. Have you seen Miro like doing an actual murder on him? No. Okay, it's. I'll send I, you the again, video. I've, I've heard, but I'm not. Yeah, if you send me that. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, it's on AEW's YouTube channel. I'll send you the link to it uh, okay. after this. Um, so basically, um, Miro had been doing these vignettes after it was after the arcade anarchy anarchy match, and there was a spot where Kip looked like he hurt his hand. Right. Um but he was involved in the finish um, after like doing football for ages in the match, <laughs> um, which would indicate that he got hurt in that match. Right. Um, so they did, they basically had like Miro uh, cutting promos on Kip saying he was angry that Kip was avoiding all that. Kip right. came back as Penelope Ford's manager. He went to apologize to Miro. Miro actually murdered him, um, <laughs> threw him into like a, uh, uh, threw him into like a load of shutters repeatedly threw him into like a locker and punched him so hard that it sounded like his fist had gone through the locker. Jesus <laughs> wet. And Kip. And then he put, he put Kip's hand in a, in like the door and slammed the door on his hand. Oof. Kip went like down holding his wrist and his rim, wrist was all like limp and like looked like it had been broken. Bloody and hell. then just, just to add to like confirmed serial killer Miro, he then like held Kip, like cradled Kip and kissed him on the head and said, I forgive you. Um, oh, no it, way! It, it was proper dark. It was really good. Um, is this is this the is this the Miro that AEW fans wanted to see from the very start? Is this what you should have got like a year or so ago? This is this is the Miro that we were kind of hoping for, yeah. And mm. they, te- they teased it at the end of last year when he was like in a little bit of a few 
when he was starting to feud with like Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. um, where he like throwing a guy off the stage and the guy looked like he landed on his head. Um, <laughs> and it was like, okay, yeah, we're getting destroyer Miro. That's good. And we had like Miro like put it, um, throw Chuck Taylor through a window at one point as well. And Chuck was bleeding through his eye, like from his eye. Um, Christ. And it was like, okay, yeah, th- this is the Miro we want to see, like just yeah, destroying yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I think they needed to get him away from Kip to do that as much yeah. as I really like. Uh, Kip actually put a video out on his YouTube channel last night, which he he streamed on Twitch on Monday, and he said he's getting surgery, um, and he doesn't. He, he indicated it was his hand because he said he doesn't know if he'll be able to play games, so he'll uh. be doing a, he'll be doing a lot of Twitch streaming, but he'll be like just chatting because yeah, he yeah. doesn't know if he'll be able to actually play games with his broken hand or damaged hand. Um, it's a shame though, because he's a really talented guy, and mm. he just back from like quite a severe injury. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, a couple months ago, like I think it was literally February, he came back, mm. and then he's back on the shelf. Uh, speedy recovery for you, Kip. Yeah, definitely. Hope Miro doesn't murder him again. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on, uh, AW finally launched the global merchandise and shop. So. Woo! We'll be getting a lot of AW t-shirts, won't we, mate? <laughs> yes, mate. I've already got my eye on the Death Triangle one. Have you, have, you seen the, one. have you seen the new Acclaimed one? Oh, no. It's fucking great. I'm oh, definitely getting that. I do like De- the Acclaimed. I'm definitely getting one of the Acclaimed ones. There's one where it's like both the head, like it's like a kind of like, like half split. And half. half and half of their yeah. faces. And then there's another one where it's like the uh, Run the Jewels logo. Not the Run the Jewels logo. What the fuck is that? It's like a band logo, basically, but it's okay. like a hand, a hand holding a microphone with like a gold chain hanging off the hand. Sweet. And it's That's got like the acclaimed, like um, graffitied over it. It looks fucking awesome. Oh, yes. That sounds delightful. Yeah. yeah. I'll be getting on there. I'm going to spend an awful lot of money on there. <laughs> yeah. They've got a couple of new pants on. Well. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Uh, moving on. Chris Jericho revealed that he has a new role within AEW, that being senior advisor to the CEO. He said that one, um, he said, sorry, one thing he's added is production meetings to uh, ensure less repetition within the show. I mean, what was his role before? Or his it, title was pretty, it was pretty much that he was just a wrestler. Um, okay. But he, he did kind of like have that sort of advisor, advisory right. role. That so it's just um, now been made official, essentially, in what he was already doing. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um I mean, what one thing that I will say is like clearly it didn't come into effect before Blood and Guts because there was a lot of a uh, like my one of my main issues with AEW at the moment is that after almost every match someone comes out and attacks someone, mm. and on that episode of Di- of Blood and, on Blood and Guts, it did feel like after almost every match there was a back there was an attack. Mm-hmm. It was like so like maybe that's not white coming to effect yet but right it, it it's one of them things it, it's an easy kind of trope to get yeah to have repeat constantly wb do it with fucking count outs and dqs don't they mm-hmm. roll up finishes count roll up DQs. finishes so yeah um yeah it, it is what it is yeah. it's 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 you can't you've got two hours to fill you can't expect to have completely different endings to everything yeah yeah when even you when nine times out of ten within the actual match itself, all the endings are unique. So that's that's a positive. Mm. And yeah, the rest enough. within the good is just the aftermath, which but yeah. 
hopefully, uh, as I say, hopefully it kind of like fine tunes it because there's there, there's still like a few things uh, that you do see with an AEW where it you can tell they're still a young company. Yeah, yeah. Like like the fine tuning and stuff like that. Like some of the camera where, um, mm. it yeah, it's it take, these things take time. I mean, yeah, WWE have got. WWE haven't got camera work down and they've been going for fucking 50 Eons. odd years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Kevin Dunn going for every fucking camera angle he wants to change for Fucking hell, Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Let it breathe, Kevin. Let it breathe, pal. <laughs> um, don't need to worry about fucking change the camera every two seconds. Um anyway, <laughs> speaking of AW, our final piece of news, and this is this is wild. Like, I'm not too sure how I feel about this, though. Mm. Tony Khan has announced on Busted Open Radio that Double or Nothing will be run at full capacity at Daly's Place, holding 5,500 fans. Um, they will also hold a house show on the Friday and a fan fest on the Saturday. Um, I mean, they've already done like a full capacity gig at Daly's Place a couple of weeks ago. Right. Uh, and it seemed to have gone relatively without a hitch. Uh, one thing that they did urge to say was that fans will be encouraged to wear masks. Now, at Blood and Guts, you could see in the crowd, not all the fans were wearing masks. So Psych. I was a bit, I was a bit like, come on, guys. But mm. I know I know that the other thing they've been kind of like trying to enforce a lot is like, uh, with WrestleMania, they did that. I'm assuming they've been doing it with AW. I'd like to think so, because Tony Khan does seem very on the ball with a lot of the stuff he's been doing through the pandemic. Mm. So, don't don't fuck it up now, Tony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, WWE was saying you had to have proof that you've been vaccinated. Um, okay. When you when you got to the venue, and also you'd get like a temperature check, and if you had yeah. a fever, you'd be allowed in, and you'd just be refunded your ticket. Um, so fair. I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming that AEW are going to be doing a lot of that. Um, I, mm. I believe they've been stuff like that, like anyway. Um, it's, I and think that's, been, sorry, go on, carry on. I was going to say they've been doing like pods and stuff like that as well. So maybe mm. they're just going to still do pods, but then how do you do pods if it's full capacity? Yeah. It yeah. Won't work. My, um, whilst I agree with that, whilst I think it's a good idea, I also think it's kind of, it's a shitty situation where you go, you can only come in if you've had a vaccine. It's not as easy as that, is it? It's not like just popping down to the shopping and, oh, I'll have, I'll have a vaccine. You've got I people sat there like, wait, like I'm, I'm speaking probably more in the UK. I don't know what it's yeah. like in the States, but like sat here waiting, being like, well, I've not been offered it yet. And there's meant to be kind of like a bracket system of this age group getting it, then this age group, and then this level of vulnerability. And then you've got people that aren't in any of those groups that have already had them. And if you're like, well, the stuff I want to get on with. There's gigs I want to go to. There's this I want to do, that I want to do. But I'm being told I have to have a vaccine yeah. in order to do it. And you're not in charge of when you get that. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit more lean, like not lenient, but I, I, and I'll, I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong on this. Um, I think it's a little bit more like because obviously their their like healthcare system is very much privatized, where you've got to pay for mm, it. Mm. I think it's a bit, it's a little bit more accessible, right? People. Um, so I, th- I think with that, it's a it's a little bit easier for them to be able to do that. But mm. 
you still got like nuts who don't fucking believe in it and stuff like that. Are they yeah. going to be able to go and show? Is, yeah. it, is it fair yeah. that they can't if they if mm. that's the belief? Mm. It's a very weird grey area, it is. isn't it? Very much um, so. But yeah, I'm. I mean, WrestleMania. They they had a, a small amount of cases come out that had COVID test. I, a, a positive COVID test. I'll be intrigued to see what happens with this. Mm. Um, yeah, like I do out sort of thing. Yeah, I do think though that um, one thing I do think is it's going to be very cool to hear Jurassic Express making an entrance and Orange Cassidy making an entrance. Yeah, to to like a full crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be, awesome. be fun. It will be fun. Especially um, Orange in the main events. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> can't. I don't think I've been as excited for a match as the potential of Orange Cassidy and Kenny Omega. <laughs> because it's just so it's just so weird and it shouldn't be right, but it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> it will. It will be a lot of fun. Love Orange. Let's move on to the rest of the world. Yes, boy. Kicking off with Chelsea Green. Um, she recently announced uh, that she has undergone successful surgery to remove a metal plate from her arm. Good stuff. Good to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea Green that, went, broke that arm twice, didn't she? Yeah, that was the injury. Well, was it her, the injury that kept her out last time when she just made a kind of debut, and then within that match she re-injured it. She, she, yeah. So she broke her arm. She broke that arm or wrist on her NXT debut. That's it. And then she re-broke it on her um, SmackDown debut. Jeez, that is unlucky. But congrats on the successful surgery, though. Hopefully, yeah, uh, back in the ring at some point soon. I, Obviously, not I think a WWE said, ring. <laughs> yeah, I think she's. I think she actually said that when, um, by the time she's recovered, and non-complete clothes of, of just like be open, she'll be clear to wrestle. Hmm. So, hopefully, we'll be getting to see a, a certain hot mess showing up at a. At a slammiversary. Indeed. I'm just quickly inserting something in there. I know what you're doing, so that makes sense. But anyone that's listening and you just going, yeah. I'm just going to insert that in there. Sorry. It's fucking weird. Um, just, just cut it out, mate. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Make it out, cut it out. Um, anyway, so um, Andrade broke the wrestling uh, internet on Monday when he debuted for AAA on May 2nd's Raya the, the Reyes show, uh, challenging Kenny Omega to a match for the AAA Mega Championship at Triple Mania 29. Yes. Dave Meltzer said that he's unsure if Tony Khan will let Kenny lose the belt until he can drop the AEW Championship. However, this match will be fucking banging. Yeah, man. What does he mean if Tony Khan will let him drop the belt? It's so, not his belt to let him drop. It's basically, um, it, it's kind of like, I'm guessing part of the AEW, like working with other companies thing is they've got a bit of creative control on how their champions used. Mm. Um, like, so Kenny was already the AAA champion when he joined AEW. So right. it was, it, that wasn't an issue really. Mm. Um, he's been, like, he's been that champion for like two or three years now. Um, how many times has he defended it? He was defending it pretty regularly um, until the pandemic. 
okay. like he, he even he even defended it on um on like dark and dynamite a few times oh okay fair enough yeah he, he had a really good match with uh sammy guevara on dark where he was defending that belt against sammy it was really oh, fair one of those match one of those matches that kind of slipped under the radar under, and like, yeah that was a fucking banger um okay. oh, fair enough yeah I, and I think he defended it on Dynamite during the pandemic against Phoenix as well, who beat for the belt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think ba- basically the whole thing with the working agreement, like the reason, like they, they, they have a say on how the champions betrayed essentially. So the reason like Kenny was able to go in and basically murder Rich Swan for the belt was because Don Callis is like part of the whole well, yeah. Don Callis is the head booker of Impact. Yeah. Don Callis has made best with Kenny Omega. Don Callis wanted, uh, like, wanted to kind of help them do this storyline. Um, I see. But yeah, basically, it's Tony Khan can turn around and say, "Okay, well, I can pull. I'm going to pull my talent off your show if I see. he's not happy with the way they're booking him." Right. So while while it's not out the realm of possibility that. Um, Andrade will be Kenny. I wouldn't expect it while Kenny's the AW champion that he's going to lose to anybody mm. because they've been building up this like story that Kenny's like unstoppable. So yeah. when he does lose the belt, it's a fucking huge deal. So it makes a lot of sense, really. Fair enough. Okay. Um, good to see Andrade somewhere though. Didn't mess about yeah. getting. On he's also another promotion. He's also signed with uh, I can't remember the name of the fucking company now. Uh, Roosh from um, Ring of Honor, who oh, yeah. is very good mates with Andrade, has announced that Andrade signed for his new company that he's starting in Mexico as well. Oh, nice. Um, I can't remember what it's called though. I think it's called like Federation in Gobernable or something like that. Nice. Um, but yeah, either way, uh, good, good to see. Good to see he's getting about. Yeah, yeah. Twenty um, show. <laughs> uh, some impact news. Fightful Selector reporting that there is at least one title change planned for the most recent Impact Wrestling tapings. All of their champions are either not under contract or have their contract expiring later this year. Any speculation or guesses as you think which of those titles it could be? Uh, X Division, yeah. because Josh Absolutely. Alexander's. Josh Alexander's only just won it, but his contract is up in September. And I feel like he probably knows he can go to AEW, reunite with Ethan Page as the North, yeah. and make a shit ton of money. Yeah. yeah. Because there's there's like <clears throat> literally like they can revisit the few with Proud and Powerful that they had an impact. Mm-hmm. They've got the North First Young Bucks, the North First the Lucha Brothers, the North First FTR. Christ, yeah. That's that's three matches I've listed off the top of my head. You, that's not even including like some of the teams like the Acclaimed or the Varsity Blondes who yeah. would have absolutely awesome matches with the North yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's that. Um, that could be wishful thinking on my part. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll be signing surprises, but I, I just want the North back, please. <laughs> just have, have Scorpio Sky stick with the North and have it like an evil faction. Nice, yeah. Like evil SCU. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, former WWE superstar Kalisto, who's now going under his old ring name of Samurai Del Sol, 
is teasing that he is going to be getting into boxing and has reached out to uh, Triller, the promoters who have who actually own Fight TV now as well. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they bought Fight TV for a lot of money. Um, oh, not really? that long. Um, they recently put on Jake Paul's fights, if you want to call them that. Um, they had reached out to Joey Janela to fight Dylan Bostic, who's an indie wrestler who falsely accused AEW of stiffing him on pay. Uh, he decided to announce that the day that Brody Lee died as well, because you know, he's a shit. Shit house. Um, and Joey Joey Janela completely turned down the offer, going, "Yeah, I have no, I have no intention of helping that guy make any money." Um, <laughs> what a prick! But yeah, um, so we're probably going to see Samurai Del Sol doing a bit of boxing, which interesting, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on. Atsushi Onita has announced he will be relaunching the FMW brand from the 90s under the new name of FMWE, and it will specialize in exploding matches. He cited that the exploding barbed wire deathmatch on AEW Revolution as the vision behind it, stating that them doing that kind of match has shown him that there was still an appeal to it, even if it is just Aaron. Uh, their first show is set to take place on the 4th of July. Um, this is very cool. So FMW aren't like your run of the mill deathmatch company where there's no like story to it or anything like that. FMW, like they had guys like Mick Foley, um, Terry Funk, obviously Anita, uh, Hayabusa was another one who's like a cult Japanese wrestling legend. Um, all wrestling like under that banner, Uh, Masato Tanaka, uh, Mike Awesome as well. They were there. Um, they were, they were very much like an influence for ECW. Obviously, they did like a lot of like crazy like stuff that has influenced deathmatch wrestling, but yeah. they did it in a way where it was very story driven. And like uh, Anita versus Terry Funk in the exploding barbed wire match uh, was meant to be what the finish of Moxley and Omega was with Eddie Kingston kind of coming and helping his friend, yeah, yeah. where Anita and uh, Funk had gone to war and then they both kind of like helped like covered each other as the ring exploded um <laughs> i i'm really intrigued by this and i'm really looking forward to it because I've, I've watched some old fmw stuff in the past and it's it as i say it's more story driven than just oh yeah it's th- this guy's doing this stupid bump like obviously it's barbed wire so it's it there's like that element of like gruesome violence to it but the storytelling aspect intrigues me a lot if, especially if if Anita's in charge, which he is, then he, he's going to probably enforce that. So I'm intrigued. I'm going to. I've said to Aaron, I'll watch the first show with him. Um, mm. And yeah, some as I say, some of the FMW matches, like if any, there's going to be a Dark Side of the Ring episode on it, um, because like the the way the company died is fucking insane. Really? Um, oh yeah, mate. Like the fucking Yakuza got involved and. Wow. The guy that Anita gave the company to killed himself because of it. What um, the hell? Yeah, it's 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 insane. Like, I, wow. I, it, okay, that's that's a dark horse for like what could be like the best episode. Um, so Fair yeah, FMUE stands for the uh, stands for Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling Explosiveness. Um, <laughs> so that sounds yeah. like one of those things where you go, oh. Type this into your keyboard and then and then enter every word that follows next. It, it's it's like it's just like a really bad Japanese translation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. Um, 
and when we do our retro watch alongs or retro match watch alongs, there's a couple of actual FMW matches I wouldn't mind seeing because they're just fucking Nuts. insane but really good storytelling at the same time. Um, Sweet. usually usually end them with Anita crying in the ring and making a speech about how it's barbaric and you'd never do it again. And then a couple of weeks later, he's having a fucking swim pool there. Match where there's fucking land, water landmines in it and all that. Fuck yeah. Um, it's like Terry Funk. Oh, I won't do this uh, again. I've got another match next him, week. Him and Terry Funk kind of like pioneered like that division though. And like arguably there'd be no Mick Foley at the prominence he was at without FMW. So I see. Yeah. Very okay. cool. Cool. It's it's mad that it's come back, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving back to Impact Wrestling. Um friend of the podcast, Moose! 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 <laughs> revealed that he wants to win the Impact World Championship before his contract expires in June. What, he's got about three um, weeks then? Yeah. Well, three <laughs> to seven weeks. Um, so on Impact at the moment, they're doing like a kind of... It, it's it's like an eight-man tournament to basically crown the number one contender to Kenny's title. Right. Uh, and they'll face Kenny against all odds. Um as much as I was saying, I don't think Kenny's going to lose till he loses the AW title. I'd love to see Moose. Uh, Fucking yes. He, but that being said, the other side of it is that Moose could always show up in AW and then take mm. the belt off. Yeah. Um, and I think I think Moose has done everything he can do really in Impact, other than win the yeah. world title. Yeah. Um, which arguably he should have done ages ago. Mm. Um, there's there's a lot of matches in AW I want to see Moose in, so. I'd be very happy with Moose showing up in AW. Fucking yeah, man. That'd be awesome. Really, really good. Or anywhere, to be honest, because Moose is excellent. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Jazz has revealed that she will be starting as an agent for the women's division in NWA starting uh, in June next month. That's pretty cool. She retired recently. She had her last match in... It was an impact, wasn't it? It was an impact, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, more power to her. That's really good. Um, great, mm. great uh, person to have in that position, and certainly in uh, promotion like NWA as well. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, former NWA Women's Champion. Um, she's also got a wrestling school with Thunder Rosa. Um, nice, and a husband Rodney Mac as well. Um, so yeah, um, this is very cool for Jazz. Um, and I think it's. I don't want to say it's going to improve NWA's women's division because NWA's women's division is actually very good. Yeah. But it's definitely an asset to keep it growing. Um, Experience so, like that on there. Yeah, we've been talking about um, about contract expiring. Let's talk about one that's just been, literally just been renewed, which is why we're talking about one of the champions, none of the champions having contracts. Um, well, Jordan Grace, as she just revealed on the PWI podcast, that she signed a new multi-year extension with Impact Wrestling. Uh, Fightful confirmed that the deal is a two-year deal and will carry her into May of 2023. Um, they've heard that at least one company was interested, but was under the impression Jordan was staying with Impact. Um, I mean, she, she's the women's tag champions with mm. Rachel Ellering at the moment, yeah. who's literally just signed. Just so. signed, yeah. It would make sense for her to stick around. It mm. it does seem weird though, because like Jordan Grace is, for my money, one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Yeah, for sure, hundred um, percent. And I mean, 
maybe not NXT because it's a bit crowded there at the moment, but absolutely AEW could have benefited from it. And Ring of Honor, they've start they're restarting the yeah. women's division. They're, um, but yeah, I mean she's doing some great work with Impact. Obviously, there's the talent exchange with AEW and Impact, mm-hmm. uh, so could always cross over. Yeah, yeah, some stuff there. But yeah, yeah, um, good for good for Jordan. Yeah, she's awesome. Really, really good. Yeah. Fightful Selects are reporting that there is interest uh, from Impact. We're sticking with women's wrestling, by the way, um, and, yeah. and Impact. Um, yeah, there's uh, interest from Impact to sign former NXT UK star Killer Kelly. She had previously wrestled there in November uh, and impressed uh, in her match there. However, due to the COVID restrictions and the Portuguese embassy not dealing with new work visas in America, there is no timetable on when she will return to Impact. Yes, yeah, so I remember her briefly in NXT UK. She's the one with yeah. like, the red hair, isn't she? She has it kind of tied back in the big like, braids. Yeah, she's got like an MMA gimmick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she wrestled on um, on Bloodsport as well. Um, in I, I think I think it was November as well, oh, around right, okay. maybe October. Um, yeah. Obviously, she's a part of Ring Camp as well, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, she's awesome. Like she was, she was someone I was really genuinely disappointed to see leave NXT UK because I yeah. think she would have had a lot to offer the women's division. Um, Absolutely, but. I mean, Obviously, with like the kind of pause of the company and all that with mm. COVID and restrictions over here, um, yeah, yeah, she 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 was kind of chomping at the bit and wanted to keep wrestling. Fair so enough. fair play to her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but very very good acquisition on the part of Impact. Their women's mm-hmm. division is getting back to being like the best again. <laughs> yeah, they just brought back Taylor Wilde from the old TNA days and. Somehow, after being out of the ring for like, I think she, she, I think she hadn't wrestled for like five or six years. She's somehow better than she was, which is mental. Like I watched, I watched them match last night, and I was just like, "What the what? <laughs> this is nonsense. <laughs> How are you better?" Um, but yeah, good to see you anyway. Yeah. Um, moving on to Japan, um, New Japan stars Kazuchika Okada, Minoru Suzuki. El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Sho and Yo were all removed from wrestling Don Taku's card due to concerns regarding COVID-19. They later revealed that two of them, I didn't say who, had indeed tested positive for COVID. Um, I, I'd hate to be the guy who gave Minoru Suzuki COVID-19. Christ. <laughs> Run oh for your life. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, just, just see Yo dashed against the fucking pavement outside. <laughs> Pumping on him, um, <laughs> yeah. Ho- hopefully, though, um, in all seriousness, uh, get well soon, guys. Um, yeah, for sure. I-, I saw something which I didn't actually put down in the notes, and I don't think you have either. Uh, that Tommy Dream is also struggling with COVID 19, he oh, caught it a couple of weeks ago, and he's still having like complications from it. So, oh, uh, best wishes to Tommy Dreamer, mm-hmm. it was- for sure. It was really sad, actually, the Tommy Dreamer one because he's. He'd, he'd had a goal to before he retired to have wrestled in all 50 states. And oh, wow. he literally was doing his last one. He did a, he did a booking in uh, Alaska. Ah. When he was there, he caught COVID-19. Fuck, man. So, yeah. 
Poor Tommy. Poor Got Tommy. It. Got it. Um, but yeah, get well soon, guys. Um, I know one of the matches that got cancelled was the uh, junior heavyweight title match between El Desperado and Yo as well. So hmm. I assume that's probably going to be rearranged at some point. Yeah. Uh, sticking with Japan, Jay White defeated the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi for the Never Openweight <laughs> Championship at Wrestling Dontaku Night One. He is the first ever New Japan Pro Wrestling Grand Slam champion and will face David Finlay in his first uh, first defense. He also indirectly called out Kenny Omega, referring to himself as the real belt collector in wrestling, saying if anyone wants to dispute that, they know where to find him. Fittingly, the only belt that Kenny needs to win to become a Grand Slam champion is the New Japan Pro Wrestling Neverweight Open Championship. Booker Khan. (laughs) Book eight. (laughs) <laughs> get that right you've got Yuji Nagata coming over to fucking AEW next week you've got the power to get guys from Japan over to fucking Jacksonville yeah get Jay White on Dynamite now <laughs> give him a load of money to drop the never open weight title to Kenny I mean I'd rather have seen Tanahashi on AEW I know he made like a sort of cameo thing a few months back but like just an wrestled on it. Equally, Jay White would be fucking awesome. But I just, yeah, but I like Tanahashi because when, cause when he, Tanahashi shows up in AEW, it's going to be amazing because it's going to happen. It's absolutely guitar in his way down. Woo! He's gonna he's gonna make the save to like like as a mystery partner. Please do it. Speaking of awesome things that I love. Let's talk about MLW. Yeah, man. And in specific, specifically, MLW Fusion this week. Um, so after uh, the main event, which was Leo Rush versus Myron Reed 2, in which in which Myron Reed won back the um, MLW middle, World Middleweight Championship, which I really like that they addressed their like, kind of weight different belt, differentiations yeah, yeah. of belts as world titles yeah. to make them feel all more important. Uh, if you haven't seen that match, go watch it. It's incredible. Um, it? Oh, it's so good. I, I watched it. I watched it after Blood and Guts as well, which was like, <laughs> why am I doing this? I'm not going to appreciate it. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Because it was just it was <laughs> different. Anyway, afterwards, um, they finally revealed who El Jefe behind Azteca Underground is. He'd, um, he'd abducted um, Selena De La Renta, who... I can't remember the name of their faction, but basically they were bought out by Azteca Underground because they went bankrupt. Yeah. Um, it was revealed to be none other than Lucha Underground, Dario Cueto. Yes! <laughs> Look how um, happy you are. <laughs> and he was, because he was full Cueto, he wasn't fucking around. It wasn't like, because he's an actor, really. He didn't just get him like to, to just appear and like be like there for a payday. He was like full, like, really? Full, like, you. You have disappointed me and my <laughs> investors. And uh, he was talking about how uh, as Secret Underground, they're going to have a new temple built and that it will begin on July the, the 10th, MLW's next season premiere. Ooh. There's no word on which wrestlers will be involved from OG Lucha Underground, but they are thought to have some planned and lined up. Obviously, Mil Muertes um, is in MLW. And um, if, if they get... If they get this WWE thing figured out, like oh, mate. Santos Escobar was there. 
Yeah. Ricochet, Ricochet there. was there. John was Morrison there. was there. Taya Valkyrie was there. Um, wow. Io Shirai was there. Oh, um, mate, there we, get, there we get an Azteca underground invasion of NXT. Oh, oh, stop it. <laughs> um, stop it. <laughs> also, in true Lucha Underground um, f- fashion, he, he did actually kill off Selena De La Renta as well. <laughs> <laughs> he was, said he was sacrificing it to the gods, so you know it's still it's still gonna be as fucking mental as ever, which I'm here for. <laughs> big, big tasty said he big tasty said that he can't wait for when they have a uh, Jeff Cobb back as Matanza Queto. Yes. And he's uh, he's abducting frat boys to sa- to sacrifice to Matanza. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it it, it seems to be mate. different time. Oh, it's, it's the best Lucha Underground. Can't wait for that watch along. Um but yeah, it, it's it seems to be very much um sticking to like the roots of Lucha Underground, which is awesome. Quality. Quality, quality. Um sticking with MLW, uh, they also announced that they will be having an open draft starting next week. They've been in talks with free agents and representatives from multiple companies, including Dragon Gate Pro in Japan, Rev Pro in the UK. AAA in Mexico and teased that Azteca Underground would have some kind of representation in that too. There's no word on WWE's involvement yet. That's pretty cool. A lot of yeah. talent in those those promotions there crossing over. Really, really cool. Yeah, one um, company I forgot to mention in that as well is uh, IWA Puerto Rico where they've got like a lot of representation from there as well. Like Savio Vegas up over from there. They've got... Uh. Uh, They've got the Caribbean Championship from there is like regularly defended on awesome. MLW. Um, if anyone hasn't watched MLW as well, uh, a lot of their show, like they've just signed a deal with Vice to basically lead into um, Dark Side of the Ring, which is fucking smart. Clever. Um, Clever. Like the Saturday before, and then they're promoting Dark Side of the Ring on the um, the Thursday, but. They've got a really, really good roster. Like you've got guys like Laredo Kid who you've seen in AW. They've got mm-hmm. guys like um, Leo Rush, who's obviously been in NXT. Yeah. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, who's in New Japan Strong, and he's just kind of like about all the time. Um, and a lot of other guys. Uh, they they're really good. The presentation of it's dead different as well. Mm. Uh, it's done a bit more like kind of like an, it's got like kind of like an MMA boxing aesthetic where they've got like. The time limit in the top. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you've got cool. like the they've got the two guys' names on either side. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it's it's cool. really really cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, and that way, and now they've got Lucha Underground in there, and it's like yes, 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 boy, yes, boy. Uh, and finally, the last piece of news for today, which kind of got announced pretty much as we were starting the news. Um, New Japan have announced that uh, Wrestle Grand Slam, the Wrestle Grand Slam shows that would set to place take place in Yokohama and the Tokyo Dome have been cancelled. The shows were originally scheduled on um, May the fifteenth and effectively, the decision comes after the Japanese government announced an extension on the state of emergency currently in place in Tokyo and other prefectures. Um, the state of emergency has been expanded. Uh, has been extended for three weeks until the end of May. The only match that had been announced so far was a card of S. Osprey for the IWGP heavyweight title. Um, and you'd presume probably Yo versus uh, 
El Desperado and yeah. David Fitley versus Jay White as well would have been on there. Mm-hmm. And they would, I think they would season Gorillas of Destiny versus Dangerous Tackers for like the 50th time because <laughs> they've, only got, they've only got two tag teams at the moment. Oh. Well, they have. They've got Finjuice as well, but Finjuice are busy. Finjuice are busy in impact, aren't they? Yeah, well, David Finley's busier going after Jay White. This <laughs> <laughs> is true. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Hope, I, yeah. I mean, hopefully, um, as, as I say, safety first. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, if they're taking like, this little gap off, they're going to kind of build towards a bigger and better Dominion instead. Yeah. Which would be nice. Indeed. Indeed. And hopefully everything? a card. Yeah. Hopefully a card that beats Osprey with one Rainmaker. Just one. Just one. Just much, one. That's much all to, he needs. Much to Aaron's chagrin. <laughs> that that's literally the best way to wind him up, isn't it? That's the thing that winds him up the most out of all yeah. the like out of just for our list just for our listeners who want to upset Aaron on Twitter, just tweet to, tweet at him. It only took one Rainmaker to beat Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. And it will, <laughs> that, that pisses him off more than us taking the piss out of him for liking Dolph, us taking the piss out of him for how much he likes Shawn Michaels. <laughs> That's the thing that really fucks him off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that, anyway, that's the news. Um, thanks for listening to us, guys. Before we do go, Troy, where can people find us on social media? Uh, Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Um, you can find lots of our previous watch-alongs on there, lots of our special episodes like Getting to Know You, our open mic sessions. You can also find us on Twitch uh, at Untitled Rest Pod, which is where we do all of our Saturday night game streaming where we invite you to join us. We also do... Um, some of us individually streaming some games. Aaron's been doing various adventures with Aaron. He's done Sonic Adventure. He's done SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, we're also about to start up a playthrough of, I think, Halo 3, doing a campaign on that. Um, we're also going to be doing some FIFA on there. Me and Jay are doing Resident Evil 5. Uh, and there'll be a few other things on there too to look forward to, which will be fun. Um, if you do want to join us on those Saturday nights when we're doing our gaming, you can find us on our Discord server at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I mean, if you're not a wrestling fan, I don't know why you'd be listening to this. But anyway, you can recommend it to your friends that aren't wrestling fans if they want to talk to other like-minded people about stuff like food, drink, music, television, comic books, anything else. Uh, we've got a category for it and we're growing a really good community there. So please join us on that. Um, and keep the buzz alive. And finally, you can find us on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. Awesome. Uh, also, if you go a little bit of a plug for our sponsors, if you go to thatchface.com, you've got a beard, or if you've got a friend with a beard, um, or a family member, doesn't matter, uh, you go there, you can get some beard balms, beard oils, combs, brushes, wash bags, other grooming kits and the like. Uh, I think they've got some clothing as well. Um Go to checkout, use the code UWP20, get 20% off your order, and a portion of the uh, proceeds goes towards Testicular Cancer UK as well. Very, very, very good cause indeed. Um, and it's a really good thing. Obviously, Father's Day is around the corner. Um, good good place to go for gifts there. Another thing a lot of dads like is beer. You can go to topropebrewing.com, and they've got loads of wrestling-themed beers. You don't need to be a wrestling fan to drink them. just need to like beer. Um <laughs> They've got, they've got literally yesterday a new beer come out with a 
the singer Frank Turner um, called The Gathering. It's a mosaic and Simcoe pale ale. It's an absolute treat on a summer's day. They've also got um, a new beer coming out next week called Ding Dong Hello, which is a Bailey-themed IPA, which sounds delightful, um, as well as Shot the Citra, Lemon Cheesecake, Cold Stone Cream Austin, and many, many more wrestling-themed beers. Uh, they also do merchandise, face masks, and our very own Big Tasty Ben Jackson is the head brewer and owner of that company, so it helps him out a lot. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.